the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. You can hear the program each weekday afternoon from 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and WFIL.com. Good afternoon. You're listening to the Tim DeMoss Show, AM 560 WFIL.com and on the app. How's it going? Forecast, some sun today, 58 the high, down to 35. Clear skies tonight. Tomorrow, sunny start, getting cloudy later in the day, high of 49. Supposed to be around 60 the rest of the week, FYI, for Thanksgiving and all that. Eagles lost 22-17 to Cleveland yesterday. And uh, joining us in a second to talk about it, Gary G. Cobb, Monday Night Football tonight, Rams in Tampa Bay at 8.15. Our program today includes Cami Clooney. She is on Team Legend, season 19 of The Voice, a current contestant. We'll chat with her. Also want to give you an opportunity to share what you're thankful for as we're entering Thanksgiving week. Simply text 610-500-DOVE. Sentence or two, or you can write something longer if you like. Just whatever you're thankful for. I'd love to assemble a beautiful list of things that folks are thankful for over the next several days. And in the process, for fun, we will give away some gift cards to Duncan and Panera and Rita's and Wawa, $5.60 increments, with a $56 grand prize gift card randomly drawn. It's not based on how super thankful you are or some big whoop you do. Just taking time to text in. We'll get you in the mix for that grand prize card of your choice. And uh, we'll draw some random entries as well. The main point being, let's be thankful. So 610-500-DOVE, 610-500-3683, if you would like to help out with that. Gary G. Cobb played for the Eagles and the Cowboys and the Lions for 11 seasons. He's been a longtime broadcaster and on our program a number of times in Philadelphia here. How you doing, G? Doing great. How you doing there, Timothy? Better than the Eagles. Yeah, that's right. That's right. We're all doing better than the Eagles. Um, <laughs> been, a, been a tough uh, tough road for these guys. Uh, really um, frustrating uh, the way they're playing, I imagine, you know, they're frustrated with it. And uh, undoubtedly, you know, the fans are frustrated with because it's, be- it's definitely been a bad run uh, because, you know, they should easily be, uh, you know, three or four games out in front of that division because the division is so bad and they're still in first place as bad as they have played, which is amazing. Three, six, and one. And ironically, the Giants, who were had a bye week, uh, Washington and Dallas both winning yesterday. I think it was. Now those three teams are all three and seven. I'm looking through the conference, and there's only one other team in the entire conference that's as bad as the Giants, Washington, and Dallas. I think it's the Falcons. If, In other words, if the Eagles or the Giants or the Washington uh, football team or Dallas were in any other division in the conference, they'd be in last place. 
So instead of a first place or half a game out. So, but it is what it is. You know, you, you, you deal with the year you're, you're, you're handed. If you, you know, some years you win 10 or 11 games and miss the playoffs altogether. So, yeah, you, you, you know, you have to, you know, try to take advantage of the opportunity, but you know, I, I just sense that, um, you know, they, they really don't believe right now. They, they don't believe good things are going to happen. Uh, you know, when uh, Miles Sanders, when he fumbled, you know, on that first drive, you know, they were really excited. You know, they were on the verge of taking a lead early. But they got down on the five-yard line, and he fumbled. And that just kind of let all the air out of the bag. <laughs> I don't think that they – really believed, you know, uh, that they were going to turn things around because things have been going so bad. And when that happened, a lot of people just, um, their just head just went down after that fumble. And I don't think that they were very confident about what was going to happen after that. I'm trying to think. Uh, I read somewhere the last time the Eagles lost to the Browns, they lost yesterday, of course, 22-17. I think I was single. Uh or something. Yeah, I, I, I think it was back in the nineties. Yeah, I got married in ninety six, so it's been. Yeah, a... yeah you were you were single. <laughs> I have five children now. That's really a long time. Uh... <laughs> a long time. <laughs> One of the reasons, by the way, I like having G on the program is the comic relief he brings, and you kind of need to have a little sense of humor at this point if you're an Eagles fan. And even the Eagles themselves have to be able to, you know, I'm sure they take a ton of pride in their work, and it is very frustrating. But to, you have to have probably a, a, a little a little sense of humor in there. You, you take yourself way too seriously and go over the edge. I mean, you've, you've been part of some winning teams and some losing teams, too, so you know what it's like. Oh, yeah. You know, you, you, you do have to have a sense of humor. you got to be able to get away from it. Uh, I think the players, you know, um, you, you have to be able to step away because you don't want to be getting so frustrated because you, you don't play well uh, when you, you get too frustrated. So... You have to step back, and you got to have a sense of humor because uh, sometimes it really gets it, it can get you down. And I think that this team is down. I, I think that they really don't have a great deal of confidence. And as I said, when they had that fumble, you know, I think it let a lot of air out of the bag. And then, of course, when you had the interception that went back for a touchdown, I think some of the guys said, "Oh no, here we go again." You know, and if you if you believe like that, you know, it shows up in your body language. And unfortunately, it shows up in the way you play, too. So that that all kind of goes together. So I got a question for you. If just tuning in, we have Gary G. Cobb on the line. He joins our program every now and again. Longtime uh, NFL player and also a sportscaster in Philadelphia and done a bunch of other things, too. Uh, I'm thinking, you know, when you lose, and this is something not just with football, but in life, when, when things get kind of complicated and there's a lot going on and you don't seem to be making much progress or you start to take a step forward and then a couple things happen and you, in the Eagles case, you lose again or whatever. Can't seem to get your footing. Sometimes, uh, and you tell me what your experience has been as a player and maybe even in life, um, to, to scale back, to simplify things and remember what are the important questions you have to get answered? Because the questions in my experience tend to multiply. Your mind gets full and you spend energy on things that you don't necessarily need to solve, but you, you know. So, what are the right questions? You can maybe start with the Eagles, but then beyond that, anything else that you would like to comment on, as far as 
if Doug Peterson, their head coach, is going to scale things back in his mind, what does he really need to solve rather than all the things that are kind of maybe this, maybe that? And you know what I'm saying? How could he, how could he c- consolidate it and attack that and hopefully see progress? Well, I think that they have to go back and really they probably need to go over some things from the start, you know, and, and really kind of uh, sit down and, and, and different ways they can think about, like putting together the game plan, explaining to the guys, this is the way we're going to win. This is what it's going to take. And, and really kind of uh, starting back at, uh, at number one, where you um, kind of start thinking about things differently and, and even to the point of maybe letting them look at, you know, the, uh, the way they were playing when they won the Super Bowl and some of the things that went on that year to realize, look, we got a lot of the same players. You know, you see the way you're capable of playing because he's got to get them to start believing in themselves, you know. And I think that they have gotten to the point, of course, it starts with Carson. You know, Carson, uh, he, he just doesn't believe in himself, you know, and you can see it when he hesitates to throw, you know, like he should have thrown, and then boom, he's hit. You know, he's holding on to the ball, and there was a guy open, and he, he's, he's doubting himself. So you're, you're not sure, and so you really can't play that way. So um, they they got to go through and uh, you know see where people are saying good things about them, see themselves because they they really got to start believing. They got to start believing that they're capable of making the plays and things. So. Okay. Uh, they they got to do something in that way. That's that's the way you know. It's because it's uh, it's internal. I think it's in the, in their hearts where they, they're really doubting themselves. So let me ask ask this as an athlete too. And I think of this the different sports I've covered in Philly over the years. When a, when a player is in a slump in baseball and and now they're zero for their last ten or twenty, or a pitcher's lost five games in a row and all that. What does it take in your experience as an athlete or and and those you've worked what you played with over the years? to turn something around in terms of how quickly the confidence you're talking about can start to happen, even to say as a team, if the Eagles can win this next game, I guess they're playing Seattle. How much does that yep. do for you compared to thinking, well, that's only one. We got, we really need to win four or, or like three, three or four games to get to where we want to be. Can, can an athlete's confidence shoot up quite a bit with a single win, for example? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It could, it could definitely, um, shoot up because then you get the reaction of everybody else. And when people are reacting to you, like you're a winner, like everything, you know, uh, they've got all this positive reaction, uh, that helps you to feel like, hey, you're, gonna, you, you're capable of doing it. So then people start believing. Uh, and uh, that, that is, uh, you know, that, that's so key because when you're fearful about something, it messes up your depth perception. It messes up your... Uh, you know, your, 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 uh, your balance, uh, your, your, your intelligence and everything, you know, people just don't, don't, uh, flow right when they're afraid and they are fearful that, you know, something bad's getting ready to happen. See, hmm. so uh, the, the, uh, the big thing is getting them to look back, Hey, to get to where they're, they're, they're playing in the NFL, they've had success. They got to, you know, start expecting that again. And, uh, in practice, practicing well, doing things the right way in practice, going back to where the coach said, this is where you need to have your eyes. You need to have your eyes looking at this. You focused here, and then as the play goes along, you know, you're focused over here. 
But see, some of the things they got to go back through, start back at, you know, at at, at point A, at, at at point number one, uh, because their fundamentals are getting off. And, you know, a lot of times when things happen, you know, your fundamentals get off where, um, you know, guys aren't looking the ball all the way in when they're trying to catch it. Uh, the handoff is not, you know, the, the way it should be. Of course, last week we had the problems with the snap, you know, snapping the ball back to the quarterback. You got to do, go back to the fundamentals, and it's almost like you start all the way over, and, uh, and then, you know, you got to have that change inside where you start believing good things are going to happen, you know. And, and if something bad happens, you don't really go, oh, go. You know, you don't have anybody saying, oh, boy, here we go again. See, that's, <laughs> that's the problem when you start thinking that because then, you know, you, you're basically waiting for something bad to happen, you know. And yeah. That's, that's not the way to be thinking. And, um, you know, it's, it's a challenge. But, but they, yeah, and then, you know, the coach has got, his, got a challenge. But they need to think of ways which to, to get them thinking differently. See, yeah. They, and you can't just sit around and talk negative. And uh, that, that's not a good uh, way to do it. You've got to be to change your thinking and your believing. Gary G. Cobb, kind enough to hang out with us for a few minutes. Longtime uh, Eagle and played for the Cowboys and the Lions. And... Hey, wait, 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 wait. Okay, today you need to just maybe don't say the Eagle part as loud. <laughs> no, I'm, just, I'm just kidding. I know I'm you. What, I put my eagle jacket on today, and I was I was expecting someone at Duncan to say, "Oh, you're pretty brave to wear that," but nobody did. I was in and out before anyone could comment. But I, I have a, a. It was it was dry at least. I kept me dry today. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, G, G has played played football for many years on the professional level and collegiate, and has been a broadcaster for many years, but also. We'll enjoy having him on for his perspective on life and certainly on matters of faith and, and the Lord. And you mentioned something a second ago I'd be remiss not to maybe pick up on for a moment at least, is you talked about how fear can throw things off. Last time you and I spoke, I think, was the day before the election. Of course, since then, there's been lots of things going on in the world. And then you had the, mm-hmm. the fear of coronavirus and other fears people are feeling to the point where it's, uh, in some cases, it can really get disorienting if you're not... Uh, really grounded in in uh, in your walk with the Lord, and so I kind of asked that question earlier about what questions are important to ask. Is it uh, you know, and and so the, so it's not that the presidency is not important. It's not that coronavirus isn't important. It's not that racial matters are not important. But I think there there's even bigger questions that have to be asked on you know, or even you see people leaving Facebook for me, we, and all these other things. People are I'm looking over your Twitter for this and that. Okay, those all matter. That's fine, but there's there's bigger stuff, bigger questions to ask, I think, and um, that will that will lead to not living a fearful life. If you think about it, in a hundred years, everyone listening to my voice will be dead. So coronavirus <laughs> is only like a. I mean, not to be morbid, but that's true, right? Yeah, that's true. I mean, it's, it's true, like yeah. two hundred and thirty thousand coronavirus deaths, not to minimize, but. In a hundred years, seven billion people will be dead. So there's mm-hmm. got to be a on, the, on that continuum. There has to be an appropriate. Okay, at some point, what's the, what's an even more important question? Why are you afraid of certain things, whatever it is? And so the good news yeah. is right that there there is uh, good you know, news. <laughs> oh, there's there's good news because you know that um, that we we live here, we leave here, we go to a better place, 
And, uh, you know, that assurance, you know, from knowing the Lord, you know, allows you not to be so fearful of death, you know, because people feel like they cease to exist, like everything ends when you leave here, and it doesn't. Everything doesn't doesn't end when you leave here. You know, this is, uh, you know, uh, this just part of your journey. And, uh, you know, that assurance, belief allows you to enjoy your life and not live in fear about, you know, like, uh, you know, uh, like that is ultimate due pass, you know, and uh, and that has to be something that you really believe the Lord says that he will, that to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. And that, um, uh, you know, uh, Paul talked about, you know, old death, where is thy sting? You know, that uh, we, we're going to a better place. It's going to be, it's not going to be where we need to be fearful of death, you know. And so that belief allows us, you know, to live vigorously and not just spend all our time worried about dying, you know, because, uh, you know, so people uh, get to the point where they're so afraid of death that they never live. And we don't want to be that. that we don't want that to be our legacy. We want to live um, and uh, confidently know that uh, when we do uh, cease uh, from living here, we're going to go to a better place and that, that we can be assured of that. And we, we receive that promise and we know that the Lord is faithful and true. Yeah. And so we can sleep well and we can, we can uh, live uh, vigorously and not be living in fear, you know, because Amen. you really don't get a chance to live. If, you, if you've got that fear, you know, just got you so handcuffed. And I know the whole thing with the virus, you know, I mean, yeah, we, we need to be smart about dealing with the virus, but we don't need to stop living because of the virus. You know, you know, um, yeah. you know, and I know that, you know, it's a challenge and a lot of people have passed, but, we, we can't stop living because of the virus. I, I definitely am not going to let it stop me from living. You know, gee, the uh, Alex Trebek passed away right, right from Jeopardy not long ago. Yep. And uh, mm-hmm. I, ha- I had a friend that's still, I guess the older I get, they're really, I, there's usually somebody I know is connected to something. I'm, I've been living long enough. I have a friend of mine on the radio over 30 years ago. He was a contestant on Jeopardy for one day. And he joined, okay. yeah, it was kind of funny. He joined the show. He ta- talked about how that happened and what the experience was like, what Al- Alex was like. Uh, and I don't know what Alex believed or any of that, but I know he knew the answers to lots of questions. And during the conversation after I had my friend on, I just near the end of the program said those kinds of things and having information is fun. Um, but there's there's one question you don't want to get the wrong answer to, at least if the Bible's to be believed, which is who is Jesus? So, and 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 everything you said just now is based on the idea that you do believe who he is who he says he is the son of god and if that's so right. and the savior of the world not a not a savior not an option but the option and he that's himself right. said that so if folks get nothing else from our, our conversation today uh i want to encourage them to remember jesus said i am the way the truth the and truth the life and the life right and uh no, no man, man comes, comes to, to the, the father, father but by me that's yep. it yeah <laughs> that's it so be encouraged if you and same with for God so loved the world, he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. So John three sixteen. So be encouraged uh, to take hold of that and, you know, and, and know that you, that means among other things, you don't have to live in fear 
of the virus or anything else. Again, like you said, with respect to it, and you want to take care of it, be wise and all those things. But you don't have to live in fear. It's a huge difference between respecting something or being aware and being wise and living in fear. And most importantly, at the end of your life, as you were talking about, G, that we don't have to be afraid of death. Oh, death, where is thy sting and the victory? You know, it's not there. It's not, the, the grave is not the end game. So, that's right. yeah. And, you know, and that's, I tell you, it's just um, so rewarding when you know that you know that you know, you know, uh, that the, the Lord is uh, the answer, that he has the answers. And, and you can live confidently. And, and that assurance, you know, it breathes life. I mean, and, uh, you know, Jesus said, my words are spirit and they are life. And he, he, he is, you know, uh, his words, you know, give us that assurance that we can live, that uh, we can enjoy life. And uh, we can celebrate him. And, you know, that's the thing that, you know, gives you that uh, assurance uh, every day that, you know, I wake up. I wake up with that confidence of knowing that he is indeed who he said he is, and he is the way, the truth, and the life, and no man coming to the Father but by him. And, uh, you know, that's the assurance that I live by, and I can live confidently, you know. And uh, when I go, hey, that, that time will come when I go, and um, I'm excited. I'll be excited when I leave, and I'll just be praising the Lord on the way out. <laughs> High-fiving. High five in the crowd. That's right. That's right. That's right. You know, and I and I, I have seen you know because I saw my grandparents. You know, they, you know, all the way till they they left. You know, they they were confident. You know, and uh, yeah. you know, sure, you know, and, and sure, and so they passed the same faith on to me, and I'm in my uh, my parents, and you know, I thank God for it. You know, so I'm I'm not sitting over here worrying about the, when I leave and worried about, you know, coronavirus and all that. I know I'm not, I'm celebrating. <laughs> I'm enjoying my life, you know, and I, I encourage everybody to enjoy your, your life. And, you know, be smart. You know, you've got Thanksgiving coming up. Yeah. Be smart. But, uh, you know, with some of the things I just don't approve of some of the things, you know, these, uh, you know, the governors and things that, what, you know, they're just going way too far. And, um, we're going to enjoy our Thanksgiving. I hope that you do, my friend. And uh, yep. thanks for taking time out of your out of your weekday and week to chat with us, encourage and help us laugh a little bit, especially in light of yesterday's uh, struggle. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, and you know, uh, I would encourage you: don't look at the rest of the schedule, unless at least the next four games. <laughs> that's a perfect example of one day at a time, live one game at a time. That's right. Don't look too far down the what? road. That's right. That's it. <laughs> yeah, you might not like what you see on the road. So don't look <laughs> too far down there. <laughs> Have a great Thanksgiving, my friend. Enjoy that family. Right, yours. You, okay, you too. God bless you. You too. Gary G. Cobb, longtime uh, player for the NFL, played for the Eagles, Cowboys, Lions, broadcaster in Philadelphia, and joins our program every now and again. Love having him on. His love for sports and knowledge. Also, his love for the Lord. Does a lot of good work in the community, too. You can find out more and uh, just follow him at uh, gcob.com. Some articles and get in contact there, gcobb.com. Quick break to take. We have a lot more to do, including our guest, uh, Cami Clooney, who is a guest, uh, currently a contestant on uh, season 19 of The Voice. Also, if you want to text in something you are thankful for over the next several days, we're taking those 
at 610-500-DOVE, 610-500-3683, just something simple. could be a sentence or two. could be a lot more, whatever you want to type in there. And uh, we'll draw some out randomly for gift cards to Duncan and Panera and Rita's and Wawa, courtesy of Brian or Chevrolet in Jenkintown. Also have a $56 gift card to hand out as part of that grand prize. It's not based on how thankful or how elaborate your writing is. It could be a very simple text. But we want to encourage each other by sharing some things that we're thankful for as a WFIL listening audience. So we'll share some of those over the next few days. Text in when you get a chance to 610-500-DOVE. Back with more in a moment, WFIL. You're listening to a podcast of The Tim DeMoss Show. Heard weekday afternoons 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. AM 560 WFIL.com on the app. It's Chris Rice, a classic man called Smelling Coffee. You could win a pallet full of coffee with WFL's Rewards Club and Thrive Farmers. We're giving away this prize. Uh, even some tea in there. You can win that grand prize. 180 plus pounds worth of coffee. I was telling my son about it yesterday. He's like, Dad, that's what would I do with all that coffee? I'm like, well, first of all, is there such a thing as too much coffee? And he, then you realize, well, you, you get a monthly supply for a while. So It'll be in uh, drinkable doses, let's put it that way. In addition to all of that coffee and some tea in there, there's an eight-cup coffee, uh, eight coffee maker, an eight-cup French press, a drip kettle, all kinds of other, like if you're a coffee, I don't want to say the word snob, but you know what I mean, coffee kind of connoisseur. Maybe that's the thing. Uh, you'll be very excited to win the grand prize should you win. Coffee mugs, travel cups, T-shirts, hats, all that. Total value for the grand prize, over $3,500. are also four first prizes, and um, everybody who enters gets a special discount code toward the purchase of Thrive products. So help yourself to that. You can enter every day between now and December 15th. It's the Pallet Full of Coffee Contest at WFIL.com. We're going down to 35 with clear skies tonight, sunny tomorrow, and uh, getting cloudy later in the day. Kind of chilly, 49 the high tomorrow, but around 60 the rest of the week. Eagles lost 22-17 to Cleveland yesterday. Still in first place at 3-6-1. Giants, Washington, Dallas, they're all 3-7. Half game back. Monday night football tonight. The Rams and Tampa Bay playing at 8-15. Quick break. We'll be joined in just a couple seconds by Cammie Clooney. She's a contestant on the current season of The Voice. She's on Team Legend. Back with more in just a moment. Tim DeMoss Show and WFIL. Thanks for tuning in to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast with AM560 WFIL. And WFIL.com. It's 438 in the Tim DeMoss Show. Thanks to Ginny and Feasterville texted in. She is thankful for her family, God's grace, and 560 AM, of course. Well, thank you, Ginny. 610-500-DOVE. If you want to text in what you are thankful for, we're going to ask you to do so today, tomorrow, and Wednesday. We'll draw some random texts out to win a gift card to Dunkin' Panera, Rita's, or Wawa. Your choice for $5.60. Enough for a couple of coffees or a couple of donuts or a hoagie or whatever. Take somebody out and have a water ice, whatever it might be. Some places are still open, you know. Uh, courtesy of Brenner Chevrolet in Jenkintown and a grand prize randomly drawn, a $56 gift card to one of those places. That's pretty cool. Most importantly, just text in and share what you're thankful for. I want to uh, paint a nice picture, if you will. It's happening in the WFIL listening audience. Season 19 of The Voice continues, and one of the contestants that's on there, name is Cami Clooney. She's on Team Legend, John Legend. And she joins our program. How you doing? Hi, I'm good. How are you? Great. Thanks for taking a few minutes to chat today. Of course. Thanks for having me. So before we get into the voice, uh, I understand you're from Buffalo. 
and I think of snow, and I think of the Sabres. Are you a hockey fan by chance? Um, you know, I'm not a big sports person, but um, I love singing for the Sabres and watching the games. So uh, I guess, yeah, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a Sabres fan. <laughs> You've learned a few things about the game as you as yeah, you get to attend. Yeah, I'm not too smart with that stuff, but... <laughs> yeah, no, it's fun. I just well, we, we I cover the Flyers uh, hockey team in Philly for a number of years, and they have the same singer at every game. Her name's Lauren Hart, and uh, she takes care of the national anthem duties. So you've had a chance to sing at the games. That's kind of it's pretty cool. So yeah, the national really cool to sing. Yeah, well, and then before we get into the voice part, um, sure, just a bit of your background. As far as I understand, you know, I'm a dad. I have five kids. We've had a lot of pleasure watching our kids grow and take interest in different things. And I understand very early you got into into dance and to singing and musical theater, you know, before you were even a teenager. Just share about how you got into it and also if that was kind of something that you did as your main thing for a lot of years. So some, sometimes there are other interests that come, that come along, too. Yeah. So I started in dance when I was four. And um, then I was put into musical theater when I was 11. Um, my, my dance teachers were saying that I was very, you know, emotive on stage and that they think I'd be really good in acting. And hmm. Then I found out that I could sing, and um, I I did that when I was I started when I was eleven, and did that up until I was um, seventeen, and had to take a break for a while because of um, some pain I was experiencing with Ehlers Danlos Syndrome yeah. that I have. But um, musical theater has been just a, a huge part of my life, and that was and still is one of my biggest passions: um, singing and acting and dancing. And um, yeah, so I started when I was eleven, and um, have been singing ever since haven't stopped (laughs) (laughs) that's great that's great well talk about the voice for a few minutes then um what what planted the seed for you as far as giving that a shot yeah so um i when i had to stop musical theater i really um honed in on my music and realized that i i did want to um you know do my own music and be a solo artist and i actually first auditioned for the voice when i was 17 so it was like a year after i stopped um theater I guess yeah that went when I was 16 and um then I just kind of kept auditioning and um this was my fourth time trying and um I just feel like it was just the perfect time for me I really um I felt like I was ready to um share my music and I was really more in tune with what I wanted to do and um I'm just so thankful that this is all happening right now you know, in the blind audition, of course, you had that four-chair turn with Kelly and John and Gwen all turning around rather quickly just for that for a second. Did, did that take pressure off, or did it actually add pressure? Because now they're all looking at you before you've, you've barely sung a few notes. You know, I think it was both. I definitely felt like, oh, thank God, somebody turned. So, like, it doesn't now, like, if I mess up, it's fine because I'm on the show. Yes, but, um, right. It, it was it was very overwhelming to uh, stand there in front of those four celebrities, you know, and four people that are just legends in music and um, have all four of them turned, which is very crazy. I was not expecting that at all. I mean, like, I was expecting, like, okay, like, if I make it, like, maybe one chair turn, and it was just overwhelming. It was so, so awesomely overwhelming. That's that's great. It must have been so much fun, and also for your parents to watch them on Zoom. And what's it what's this been for them to, again, as a parent of five, and my kids are 22 to 10, to see a kid grow and to be able to have this experience. How's it been for your mom and dad? Yeah, it's so funny because um, when they were watching and you, when they, when you were seeing on TV, like their headphones weren't working, so they couldn't really hear the audition. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, it's funny, but they've just been so supportive, and they've always been so supportive of me. I mean, 
like my, my dad like built a stage in my backyard like every year and made it bigger. I don't know if you know about Backyard Broadway that I started, but um, yeah, they've just been they've been so supportive. My mom is just so supportive with me as well and does everything she can to um, market me. And yeah, I'm just so thankful because a lot of people's parents don't support them in, in their art and what they want to do. So the fact that I have two parents that support me is just it's just awesome. It's a really really good feeling. Cammie Clooney is our guest. She's on season 19 of The Voice on Team Legend. We'll keep our chat going in a second. Also inviting you to continue texting in things you're thankful for as we celebrate Thanksgiving this week. 610-500-DOVES, the number. 610-500-3683. Tim DeMoss Show, AM560, WFIL.com, and on the app. It's the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. Available at WFIL.com. Cammie Clooney continues to be our guest. She is on Team Legend, John Legend, season 19 of The Voice. Uh, the four judges are Kelly Clarkson, Gwen Stefani, he's no doubt, John himself, and Blake Shelton. And you had all four of them turn around for you. We talked about, I'm guessing along the way you'd thought about, well, if I had a chance to work with one or the other or whatever, or, or had you? What was the thought process, and especially in the moment, too, when they all turn around? Because you really don't know who's going to turn and all that. Yeah, when the, when all four turned, I was um, it was very overwhelming, and I didn't know like I was so like like I'm such a fan of all four of them, and so um, having the option to choose between three of them, obviously because Blake was blocked, was very crazy because I was just like going through my head, like oh my gosh, like. I could go with any one of these people. I mean, I'm such fans. And I think that John just had a really good pitch towards me. And um, I'm a huge fan of him as well. And I I just felt like we could connect musically. And um, I just went with my gut. And I chose him in the moment. And I'm glad because he's he's awesome. So, Is there anything he's uh, he's taught you, whether it's a specific technique or a thing or just a piece of insight so far? And then you still have more time with him, but that you can think of? Yeah. He's um, really helped me with... Um, just kind of knowing my own artist style, I think that, um, you know, because I do musical theater, it's, I, I like to sing all different styles, you know, like put me in whatever, like put me in whatever um, category that you want me to put, in, put me in. But I think with um, John has really helped me figure out what I want to portray as a solo artist and, um, you know, that eerie sort of vibe. And he's really helped me figure out how to make that, how to make everything my own. Yeah. Yeah, uh, chatting with uh, Cami Clooney from The Voice, season 19. And um, you mentioned Backyard Broadway. I wanted to ask you about that. I, I know that means a lot to you to, to help use that platform. But share about that a little bit, if you would. Yeah, so Backyard Broadway is an organization that um, I started, and, you know, obviously with the help of my parents, when I was around eight. Um, we, uh, my dad built a stage in my backyard every year, and it got bigger and bigger. Um, and we started raising money for charities, started as, little dance recitals and then went up to you know full-on music events and um we have raised over fifty thousand dollars for kids and families struggling with pediatric cancers so um it's really cool to be able to use art and music as a way of bringing joy to people that are in that are struggling and obviously raising money for them as well yeah yeah and it's interesting it started at such a young age it's not just something that now that you have a bigger platform with the voice or in recent year or two or three but that's something that was kind of part of your family fabric growing up. Is there anything, any particular place you draw that from as far as like why there even is such an awareness of wanting to help other people? You know, I feel like it's just always been um, kind of in me, but I, I think that my parents um, are also like that. And I think that they encourage me, like you need to, you know, use 
whatever you do to, to help other people. And um, I just thought, you know, when I was that young, it was just like, well, I really want to dance and I really want to, you know, have fun with my friends and why not, you know, do that while, um, while I can also help other people and raise money. And um, yeah, it's, it's funny that I started when I was so young and, you know, it's, it's at where it is today. So yeah. Pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And you mentioned the, the health challenges that you had. Uh, just kind of an open-ended question as far as uh, Ellis Danlos and, you know, whether you ed- if, are you at a point where you educate people some or how it just how it's been a challenge for you and how you've persevered, uh, whatever angle you would take on that. Yeah, I, um, I, because I was able to share about it on the show, um, I think that it's not as rare a disease as people think and um you know there's 13 different types and some are worse than others yeah and you know some people are bedridden so i'm so thankful that i have i have the hypermobility type um that is basically my my joints are hyperextended and i have pain basically all my joints and especially in my neck and i also have stomach issues because of the low motility in my stomach and um yeah so i think that it's really cool to have people reach out to me and say thank you for being a voice this you know because there's a lot of people that can't speak out about it and don't have that platform and um it's just such an honor to be able to be a voice for people that can't that can't talk about it yeah how and how just along those lines maybe it gets back to his family and how you were brought up or whatever but just the uh the ability to persevere because i know some folks who have different issues or chronic things and for some of them, it, it's they just don't get around it, and they they give up, or they get very depressed, or whatever. And not that that you know, not to put anybody down, but just to say, how you know, where have you drawn strength from to be able to persevere and, and keep going? Yeah, I mean, when I had to stop theater, I was very, very depressed and very, um, you know, struggling with my mental health. And I think that's another thing that people don't talk about is, you know, not only just mental health in general, but people that struggle with these things, you know. They, they need help with their mind as well because it's so hard to get through something like that. And um, music was really just the biggest outlet for me because I had to stop theater and I had to stop dancing. And, um, you know, theater and dancing were together for me at that point. And, um, yeah, I really, I really delved into music. And I think that everybody needs an outlet like that. And, um, yeah, it's just important to take care of your mind, too. So um, I'm so thankful that I have that I have so much support and that I have uh, music to, to help me through things. Yeah, that's great. Cam, it's nice to talk to you. Uh, you know, there's a, there's a good friend of ours. Her name's Brianna. She's in our church. She's in her mid-20s. And she reminds me a lot of you. She, she's been very musical. She sings. She holds camps called Scattered Seeds, and she does some other things. But it depends on the time of the year. So sometimes it's all about acting or musical parts. Sometimes it's strictly singing. Mm-hmm. Whatever. So I was just you, I, when I when I read your bio, I was like, this is just like Brianna in a lot of ways. And I'm just curious, uh, as you grew up, all you know these these past, you know, since you're a kid, um, kind of circling back just to the beginning, was there a part of all of this to the arts, if you will, that that has been most like fun for you, or it's just a wide wide sandbox to play? And maybe you know you don't have to pick one over another. Yeah, I definitely think that it's you know just like you said, a wide sandbox to play in, and um, I. I'm just, I love all different forms of art, and I love acting, I love singing, I love dancing, you know, I love behind-the-scenes stuff, so I'm just so open to, um, you know, exploring all of that, and, um, you know, not just music, not just acting, I think that um, I really can't narrow it down to just one thing, because I'm such, I have such a passion for all of it. That's great. Cammie, it's great to talk to you. Thank you again for taking time. Congratulations on your experience with The Voice uh, thus far. 
Of course. Thank you so much for having me. Have a great rest of your day. Thanks. You too. All right. Bye-bye. It's Cammie Clooney, season 19 of The Voice. She's on Team Legend. She got past the blind audition and the battle round as well. See how far she goes. We've had a few guests on the program. Interesting to learn about some of the different things they go through and challenges they face and how they handle those. It's uh, 4.54. A quick break. We'll wrap in just a second. Listen to Tim DeMoss Show on AM560, WFIL.com, and on the app as well. Thanks for tuning in to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast with AM560, WFIL, and WFIL.com. It's 4.57 on the Tim DeMoss Show. Just about done for the day. Uh, just a reminder, this is a little short contest we're doing over the next several days where you can share something you are thankful for by texting our show line at Six ten five hundred dove six ten five hundred thirty six eighty three. Would love to pepper the next couple of programs with little and longer texts. If you want to take time to write something out, that's all fine. But it could be a single thing, several things. What are you thankful for? Six ten five hundred dove six ten five hundred thirty six eighty three. You don't have to do it right this second. Maybe tonight. You can use it on the program tomorrow or Wednesday. We'll draw some random text to win some gift cards to Duncan Panera Ritas and Wawa, courtesy of Briner Chevrolet in Jenkintown. $5.60 second, uh, 60 cent. I can't get that right. Increments and a $56 grand prize. Uh, but the main thing is, what are you thankful for? Uh, get a chance to text. We'd love to hear from you. 610-500-DOVE. Thanks for listening to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. Feel free to tune in to the full show each weekday afternoon from 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.